Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast, creating pathways, connecting people to Christ, to others, to purpose. Hey, welcome to the Christway Connect podcast. Good to have you with us this week as we venture into the book of Acts in studio uh, Delhi. Jeremy, good to see you, fellas. Good to be here, guys. Yeah, always, always good to always be good around to the mic. Somebody asked me earlier today, they're like, so do you enjoy the podcast? I said, I enjoy hanging with the fellas. Yeah. 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 And just the insights that we give each other. And, and Well, this sort of came out of, we meet met every week together and had conversation and enjoyed enjoyed that. And some of the now positive we're going to record COVID. ourselves yeah. doing right. it. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's yeah. let some people in on that conversation, yeah. those conversations that we have that can be difficult and challenging and uh, thought-provoking and all those things, yeah. At least they are for us. Yeah, yeah. for us anyway. <laughs> Most people, may, they might just fast-forward. Uh, yeah, we forward to the good uh, parts. <laughs> yeah, we find them fun. So uh, Listen to it at one and a half times speed, you know. So <laughs> that's a funny story. So my brother was listening to this, and uh, he said, you guys are really quick on that thing. And his was on one and a half, and I couldn't get it off. I said, I, know, I, I couldn't get it off. It was... <laughs> so uh, he said, pretty quick podcast. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of content and no, not much time. <laughs> not much time, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, we are rolling into, uh, as I said, the, the book of Acts. And this week, uh, Monday and Tuesday, reading uh, Acts 2 and Acts 3, which, uh, of course, today, Acts 4. And what struck me was really how these are like the beginning. This is the beginning of the church. Yeah. Right. Right. The beginning, Pentecost, and the the promise in Acts 1. It's kind of cool how it divided right there. You know, last week was Acts 1, and here's the promise. But what's the promise really mean? What's it going to be? And then we look and we see that it's uh, all these things in 2 and 3 and 4 and 5 and 6. Some uh, a little sketchy and sparky and yeah. troubling. Difficult. And difficult. Mm-hmm. And then some just joyous. And some start joyous and end a little rough, and there's some beatings that happen, <laughs> and like all, and the house is shaken, and yeah. several times it, the scripture tells us people are just immersed in the power and spirit of the whole, you know, the Holy Spirit, you know, mm-hmm. cool, right? So today, I guess any any five of these is always game, but uh, we're looking at Acts, Acts chapter four. So four is no pun intended here, a follow up of three, of course, <laughs> right? So. Uh, Acts chapter three yeah. starts off with the guy at the gate, and then three and four carry through. Starts off with the, the whole story. Peter and John doing the stuff they saw Jesus do. Yeah, and then four is now they're going to be questioned about what they're doing, and it's Jesus's ministry carried out, reproduced in the lives of Peter and John, and it. It's not surprising that they have this similar, similar reactions from the religious leaders, and I, and I wonder how much uh, that we recognize that we do. We're repeating, repeating the way the attitudes of Jesus and the actions of Jesus in the circumstances that we find ourselves in, and uh, unfortunately or fortunately, we don't get arrested or challenged on it much. Fortunately or unfortunately, yeah, you know, I'm not sure if we if we were challenged a little more, we might might see ourselves a little more excited or passionate, or might raise the level of importance in that in our minds about about the message that we carry. Isn't that the bizarre irony that the yeah. more there is um, 
opposition. persecution, yeah. opposition, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the more buy-in. It's yeah. a very interesting, I think it's held true. What do they say? The fuel of the church is the blood of the martyrs or something mm-hmm. to that effect, right? Yeah. And just that it goes on and on. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, what, the, the Sadducees, the Sanhedrin, like all of them are coming at them to not taunt, but make them afraid. Right, make them afraid, intimidate. like back down, intimidate. intimidate yeah, mm-hmm. like um, in the and I was reading. I don't know exactly where it was. I was trying to think, but they were um, Peter and John were telling them about uh, the resurrected Christ, right? And and they had nothing to say in response. I forget where where it was that they were um, saying that. Well, so they marveled. Yeah, them. they marveled and. Verse 13 of chapter 4, it says, When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized they were unschooled, ordinary men, some translations Mm -hmm. say ignorant, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, They were astonished. They took note that these men had been with Jesus. Like, there's just this jaw-dropping, like, what is going on Who are these guys? And what what possibly right do they have to be as bold as they are? And they noticed that they were Jesus followers. Mm -hmm. And they got quiet. Yeah, it, it's just, I don't know, the, the fact that um, sometimes we can, I don't know, I was just thinking about myself, sometimes we can just step back and be like, oh, man, like, yeah, I better I better not push this so much. Um, but like you said, it's it's what can fuel us, right, when we have that opposition sometime of like, well, I, I, I need the boldness uh, that the Spirit can give me. Like, yeah. So please give me that boldness to stand up against that, to persevere through this opposition, um, because again, we are so passionate; it like just drives that passion yeah. so much more. But how um, often do we pray for people for the Sadducees, right? The Sadducees who said there were no, where there was no resurrection. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is resurrected, and they're preaching the resurrection of Jesus. And the Sadducees are like, "No, we don't believe that." So you're immediately talking about the thing that I don't think you should talk about. And now, well, the thing that provokes me, yeah, the thing, the thing that, that provokes me. me. And how often, I mean, I would say never do we really think, want the people who are, we don't, I don't really want personally to provoke people on purpose. I don't intentionally push people's buttons, even though, and then I spe- specifically, if I want to push your buttons, I really don't want you to make my life miserable. Huh. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to laugh yeah. at that I push your buttons. You know, if like little kids, they don't really want, they want to push mom and dad's buttons but they really don't want them to come down on them and yeah. make just their joking. life difficult. Just yeah, just Joe. I was just kidding. JK. Yeah. And, <laughs> but, but Peter and John and the disciples are developed and strengthened by the very resistance that the Sadducees and, you know, they come bring the rulers in there and they are, you know, filled with the spirit and get a testify in front of them. And then there's so much, personal growth and development that happens when we're challenged that way. But we don't really pray for opportunities to be challenged like that. We usually it's like make my path straight and my way smooth and And downhill and and downhill. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of what you're referencing as we continue on in, in chapter four on 29, this is when they're praying, right? They're praying because of this opposition and, uh, and, and I think they even say that with one voice, so I just think of just one person and everybody's agreeing alongside them. In 29, he says, Now, Lord, consider their threats 
and enable your uh, servants to speak the word with great boldness. Like, uh, you know, just like saying exactly what you're yeah. saying there is like, please enable us to to do this even further, like with even more boldness because mm-hmm. we want to serve you. We want to well, have that. So I think in, in the point that you're making, it didn't seem that at the the miracle of the impotent man at the gate, it didn't, it didn't, it did, the scripture doesn't seem to s- state that the Sanhedrin and the rulers saw that miracle and they're like, whoa, y'all have been with Jesus. Mm-hmm. That wasn't it. Right. Yeah. It specifically says in 13, when they saw the courage of Peter and John, like they're having a conversation mm-hmm. right. and recognizing that these guys have been with Jesus. And it wasn't about the miracle specifically. It was more about what is going on? Like what is going on here? Yeah. With these dudes, and then what did they pray for? Yeah, they they had courage, mm-hmm. and they prayed for more courage. Yeah, right? which the answer that they got for that courage was the same thing that Jesus promised in Acts one. Mm-hmm. He said, "You will receive power after the Holy Spirit comes yep. on you, and you'll be a witness." Mm-hmm. Right, so you'll be a witness. You'll have. I mean, that's all connected to the boldness and courage mm-hmm. and and the the speaking out and I. As you're talking about them standing for there, I'm thinking it's the same group of guys. It's the same group of leaders mm-hmm. that convinced Pilate yeah. to crucify mm-hmm. Jesus. They list them by name, Caiaphas yeah. and Alexander and Annas the high priest. Like this is, It's the same guys. Yeah. And, and I, I even on that, I also even think about Paul being among those guys even. Like I, I was thinking about that as well as I was reading this. Like Because Paul was a part of the Sanhedrin, right? Like he was... He might have been there, kind yeah, of might have. been been being provoked by what what is being said. Well, in just a know. couple chapters, right? His yeah. whole thing is going to kick in, so mm-hmm. uh, he could have easily been around. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting is you and you guys have probably heard this. Uh, one of the greatest supports of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, um, you know, nobody to be found, kind of thing, right? But the evidence of their behavior is very interesting. Their behavior yeah. change. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? From running mm-hmm. and, you know. Scattering. Right. <laughs> yeah. Scattering, taking off, just mm-hmm. just fleeing. Yeah, they, After even saying, like, I'm not going to flee. I'm right here with you. Yeah. yeah. They they checked out when he was arrested, but once he was resurrected, they were in. Yeah. You know, that was. Well, it sure seems like. Like, yeah. they're, like, mm-hmm. almost, like, bring it, and they're just looking at him, and they're like, Guys, we're dialed into something yeah. that is real. We saw what happens when you kill somebody in relationship with the Lord uh, like Bob, Jesus yeah. was, and mm. we have that relationship now, and bring it on. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. And, and that, yeah, and that's what you, what you start off, right, with saying, like, this is the beginning steps of the early church. Like, they were so few to me. Like, it, it was so few. <laughs> I mean, there was maybe a, a, a thousand, a couple thousand, if that. Well, there were 3,000. Yeah. On Pentecost, on Pentecost, yeah, so three hundred twenty in the room. And After this thing, in three, it, it bumps up to about five thousand. Yeah, and so I just I think about that too. Like, man, like just to to squash them is is almost easy, but yet the the resilience that comes out of that of like I we know the resurrected. That's what they were doing over and over. They were they kept saying in this chapter that they are saying talking about the resurrected Christ, the resurrected Christ, the resurrected Christ. And that was their what they were holding on to and just persevering through all of it with. And I love verse 23. After they were released, right, so they're dragged in front of the, the important people and the judges and, the, and questioned and threatened. And when they released, what did they do? They went to their friends and reported 
what the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voice together, God, and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of the Father David said by the Holy Spirit. And and they they enjoyed and were excited to report to their friends. Mm. And I think, what do we report to our friends with excitement? Mm. And I I hope we start tuning our eyes to these kinds of things. And I think I think we do. We report have you seen what's happened with uh with somebody who was sick and they're being healed, with somebody who was uh, in suffering addiction and have come, found freedom, and we are we are excited to see what the Lord does, and that needs to be the tone of our conversations. I mm-hmm. think is that verse twenty three, where we uh, recognize that the Lord is God and there is no other, and we are excited about what He does, even if, even in the challenges. Mm-hmm. But they, they were excited. They wanted, you know, rant. I, I picture, I picture uh, Andrew running to to his brother after he sees Jesus. I picture, you know, this like, have you heard what? Have you heard this? Mm-hmm. This excite, and it's you see it with kids when they do something really well. They like, I want to show you this, and mm-hmm. or look, have you seen this? And now you show somebody a video on your phone. But mm-hmm. that level of excitement, and, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm just hungry hungry for that, to see see people share. I think know. that uh, comes down to engagement and perspective, guarding, guarding those, guarding the engagement with Christ and retaining the perspective mm-hmm. of who he is and what he's done. I think of the demoniac of Gadara, right, the guy in the tombs and, no one could chain him and no one could hold him and all that, right? And Jesus shows up and then casts the demons out and the pigs and all that deal. And then the man says, I want to follow you. And Jesus is like, no, no. Yeah. What you need to do is hang around and tell everyone how good I am yeah. <laughs> and the great things that have happened yeah. to you. What happened and the to you. mercy shown to you, right? Share that, the goodness yeah. of God and the mercy shown. Tell your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Right, and how important that remains. Dilly and I were talking today about how in relationships sometimes you can have such joy in the beginnings of those relationships, a marriage or parenting or any kind of thing like that. And then uh, time takes its toll, right? Hard mm-hmm. things, and, and frankly, squeakier wheels show up, right? And I think familiarity makes... What you say breeds contempt, contempt is what you yeah. said on Sunday, right? That's a but rough. I think it yeah. it's like I'm so familiar with my own story that it no longer seems remarkable mm. until you you know, I share until you share it with somebody else. I appreciate uh Bill Terrell about his he has got such a uh complimentary attitude. Like he's so yeah. thankful for you being in his life yeah. and he is he has made he is encouraged me of my own value because sometimes I see my story. It's not got a lot of interesting twists and turns as I sit in the, in the writer's seat, having experienced it all, doesn't seem that interesting, Mm -hmm. but, or even valuable to someone else. But Mm -hmm. so to hear someone say you are valuable, your story is valuable is so encouraging but what has to happen first is I have to do when they were released, they went and told 
went to their friends and reported what basically reported what had happened. Demonac, tell your story. And and I think we can that's I know that's what happens in my life. I'm like, yeah. yeah but I, so, it's my story, it's familiar, so it's boring. Here's you're the not deal though. I wonder yeah. how many of us but Deli, your point was they kept talking about the resurrected Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here thinking, when is the last time that when someone asked me about my story or the Christianity or the mm-hmm. discipleship or whatever, that I lead with, did you know Jesus rose from the dead? Like, <laughs> when's the last time I led yeah, with that? Yeah. The re- like, the heart of the story is the resurrected Christ. Mm-hmm. When in fact, and I preached this a few weeks ago, right? We we and I know the scripture says it. I I I, I know the scripture says it. Wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, right? By his stripes we're healed. Got it. Healings were happening before he died on the cross, right? Right. <laughs> he was forgiven people of their sin before all that happened. So whatever your soteriology is on all that, mm-hmm. still he said, yeah. Yeah, woman, your sins be forgiven, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So all of that going on, the disciples were healing people, mm-hmm. giving them authority to go out, cast out. They're like all that stuff was happening. And and it not not in any way to deter from his sacrifice, the cross, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a bizarre event to me that that's what had to go down. The resurrection, newness of life, authority in heaven and earth, like those kinds of things, that's the that's the celebrated, right? Yeah. And I know the cross, and we have a cross hanging on our platform, right? Mm-hmm. The cross is that symbol. We value it. We celebrate it. Maybe we should like, Take the drums out of the drum cage and make an empty room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is our empty tomb, right? Like that's what we celebrate. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the and and just considering, not making a new doctrine out of it, but just considering that, you know what, as I read this, these guys kept saying, It's Jesus whom you crucified and the Father mm-hmm. raised from the dead, who is alive. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the power that we work from. Yeah. Yeah. In, uh, in 33, like towards the end of the chapter, I mean, that right there, it's, you're talking about the believers who were all in one heart and one mind. No it one says claimed with great power. Yeah. And then it says, yeah, 33 with great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all because of that. <laughs> like, like that, because of them, uh, not, owning anything right it's like th- this is all because of him yeah um even even when the, up earlier when he talked about even the fact that i'm it's the lord's healing hand it's his stretched out hand that heals and performs wonders in the name of your holy servant jesus christ like yeah. man so many times I, I feel like we're looking at ourselves <laughs> like right like yeah. we're looking at like you said what we're leading with well you know i was this and that and then you know, and then I, I started doing this, and this person did this to me, and you know, and that's how I now found Jesus. When, when in reality, it's like, no, it's like it is, it is Him, it is Him throughout all of it. Like His hand, His Spirit, His power, His resurrection, like all those things are what uh, caused any life change in my mind, in my heart. Yeah, yeah He's the foundational underlayment that we have to recognize is we got to be connected to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To make any of those stories make sense, I yeah. think. Yeah. And and because and because of that, uh, they they even they, in this last section where they they share everything, they they see that everything that they have is not even theirs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like that's that's what's really amazing about it is, uh, you well, know, that's a, that's a clarification of source. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I'm and giving ownership. this, it's mm-hmm. not just for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and, and that can be something that we have with our possessions, that we mm-hmm. have with our children. Ready for this? We have with our church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not my church. Right. Yeah. We gather together. We celebrate that. Uh, again, yeah. we were thinking about that. And some of the tension, I mean, current tension that I feel is with our church growing, there's such, I feel it, there's such pressure to structure and organize and, uh, you know, have these towering scaffolding, you know, and set up and, oh man. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, Lord, we, I don't want to, I don't want to operationalize you out of the system. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. We're celebrating you. It's just a bunch of people showing up on Sunday and we're celebrating you. Now our heart is to track things, identify, capture, mm-hmm. uh, information and help people find a path. Yep. Absolutely. And to make it easy. Right. Yeah. Yep. Make it Obvious, mm-hmm. attractive, and easy, yeah, right? Yeah. That's how a new habit's form. We're trying to do those three things mm-hmm. to help people find him, make it as yeah. easy as possible. Don't want to be in the way. Mm-hmm. We want to be open with Jesus and all that. And then when we all get here, and I'm probably the biggest violator of it all, right? <laughs> yeah. When stuff doesn't click yeah. the way I know it was set up to click. Yeah, we now put it. I'm over there yeah. praying to not be mad while I preach, you know? <laughs> yeah. And realizing that this room is full of people seeking and mm-hmm. praying and loving Jesus and being loved by Jesus. Mm-hmm. Man, I feel that right now. Like that's just joyous and the life change mm-hmm. that is happening, mm-hmm. regardless of what Saturday was or whatever was going on. They're in the room, yeah. made it to the room. And whether they're standing there uh, stoic with their eyes open and their hands at their side and, you're not sure they're breathing. You know? <laughs> if that's what's going on or some other demonstration of behavior, whatever, they're here. Yeah, and something I so appreciate is to be able to look around the room and see as many different expressions, expressions yeah. as, as I've ever, ever seen and all at the same time. Mm. Yeah, I'm super grateful for that yeah. too. Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful metric, right? You talk about the metric of people when they get there early and particularly when they hang around at the yeah. end and mm-hmm. sense of community. All right. Right, and that whole thing. And for people, I was so encouraged on Sunday uh, during the time of prayer that and there were people praying everywhere. There were people praying up around the front and the altars and on the sides and mm-hmm. people catching each other in the aisle and praying together. I was like, mm-hmm. yes. And some folks were kind of waiting in line to be with someone to pray, and people would come out of their seat and go with them and pray with them. I'm like, that's a good sign. Yeah. Right? That is a good sign. For the sake of community. And that's yeah. why folks are there. That room is full of that, right? Yeah. And so to just celebrate the resurrected Christ, mm-hmm. the song they sang, right? You're, you're enough. Always been enough. More than enough. And just the life. I think that's pretty powerful. And then what do you see? Mm-hmm. You see miracles. You see signs. Mm-hmm. You see healings. You see wonders. Mm-hmm. But it's not about uh, qualifying us, mm-hmm. endorsing us. Yeah. It's from the risen Christ. Mm-hmm. Yep. While you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And <laughs> I don't they... think it says anything about us in there. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think we got a little work to do with that. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Some concept work mm-hmm. right, on, uh, you know, what's, what's actually going on. Again, you guys have heard me say this for weeks, man. God is kicking my bottom around this just awareness of prayer. And just here's a thing, and here I am, the Peter and John at the temple thing. You know, you intersect somebody, and they get healed. 
And if those dudes had swerved off for a hot dog and a sandwich, which I guess they wouldn't have done a hot dog, maybe, I don't know. But anyway, Or maybe if they had money in their pocket. Yeah. I wondered that. It's like, I have no, I don't have any money to give you. But what I do have, I give you. It's like, I, my first resource is not the cash. Yeah. Not it, and having other resources, I think sometimes. So I've I've done business with that some. It's like, sure. They, they, I don't have any money to give you. Does it take poverty for us to? Yeah, do I have to be broke before I lean on Jesus? Do I have I to be broke Jesus? before yeah. I before yeah. I have something mm, yeah. to offer that's really and, valuable? And mm. frankly, sometimes they need a sandwich. Sometimes they need, a sandwich. and sometimes they need me to go sit with them and eat the sandwich. Yeah. One of the most memorable times I went and bought some pizzas for a couple of guys that were homeless. They were living on a porch. And I, it was across from Cackleberries. It's all boarded up now, but it was this porch up there. And I went and sat up there with those guys while they ate those pizzas. And I just sat with them. And I thought, what a, what a blessing for me. Yeah. And maybe a blessing for them, right? To sit and talk with them, chat with them. And, uh, yeah, a few weeks ago, I gave a, a guy oh, who sure, slept on yeah. the street a ride, a ride. He needed a ride to Indy. Mm-hmm. And intimidating-looking man mm-hmm. and... I was a little nervous about doing that by myself and and I was so blessed by the conversation on the way up that it was his his story, his perspective, his the blessing that he received by being in um, you know among believers and worshiping together and and being welcomed in that space and I I wouldn't have I would have been Looking back, I'd been so disappointed if I would have been like, I can get you a bus ticket, I'll buy, I'll pay for an Uber or whatever. That all those things that crossed my yeah, mind as, yeah. as ways to solve this problem. Yeah, I could, you know, I don't have to give him a ride, I could get him an Uber, but for whatever reason, it's just like I got in the car and I gave him a ride. Yeah. And I think that conversation about what happens where we can encounter Jesus and what he's doing in us and through us, through one another, is just well, so valuable. Well, and and the nature of that is the inconvenience that it that it can be, right? The inconvenience that, like like you said, all those things that you just described that you didn't do are convenient, right? Like mm-hmm. I can I can buy a, a bus ride, I can buy an Uber, I can do all those things just so that I can continue on what I'm doing. Right, continue my own and, path. And yeah. and same thing here in in this Acts, right? They they were there were people. It says in uh, 34, there was no needy person among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them. Uh, brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet. Not that there was a need there, but they they inconvenienced themselves. They inconvenienced themselves to understand that I value, through God's unifying spirit, I value the people over my things. I value God, and then I value people, and then I value my things. <laughs> it's in that order, mm-hmm. not not and and almost like myself, even <laughs> lower down there. Like I'm going to serve <laughs> down even lower than that. But but that's the nature of that. Um, his spirit is is trying to reorder those things. Um, reorder those things in our lives, like asking him to uh, allow us to inconvenience ourselves. Like understand that the things that we're doing is not as important as as serving others, as <laughs> as living a king, the godly kingdom. Is, and it's, I think it's also unburdening yourself mm-hmm. into freedom to say, I have the freedom to have a pizza with guys on the porch that I don't yeah. yep. don't know. Because mm-hmm. there's maybe a whole list of reasons why 
we shouldn't do that. But yeah. we have the freedom to do that. We have the freedom to go into those spaces, and we have a God that showed us that good things happen when we do. We have church with resources. We have resources. Yeah. God has blessed us. Mm-hmm. But the resource of relationship, right, when the, when the uh, leper was healed, Jesus yep. touched him. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to. And I've often said, maybe every single time I preach the thing, that the power of the touch might have been greater than the power of the yep. leprosy yeah. healing. Right? The demon yeah. act, the woman at the Just well, the woman with things. seven demons, the all these people that would have been. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, know, I don't. If, even if I can fix you, I'm going to fix you from a distance. Yeah. I was thinking of Luke chapter 10, where Jesus commissions the the two by two, the seventy. You know, and they come. It's a I don't know, 17, verse 17, and they come back, and it says they just came back with joy. Mm-hmm. Like, like they were pumped, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Like, we just went out and, like, did all and this And had a great stuff. time. <laughs> and I think, I, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, you know, for, for folks listening and really all of us, there's this window where you, you'd never done it before, and then you did. Mm-hmm. And you've never prayed publicly for someone, and, and then you did. And you never actually gave 10 bucks to somebody, and then you did. You never saw healing, and now you have. <laughs> and it was probably scary every step. Yeah. But, and, then, and then you're like, okay. And, and you walk in those spaces, right? Yeah. What can I do? What can I give? And in Acts chapter 4, it is such a dial-in for we obey God rather than, than men. He said, we're not really sure what y'all think we're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. we're supposed to yeah. obey God rather than men. And then they... they kind of hit it hard in Acts 4, right? Mm-hmm. There's not salvation in any other name because there's no other name given among heaven, mm-hmm. under heaven, among men, whereby we must be saved. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, you mean there's the any one. other way? You mean that I can't make a way? He's the one. Because <laughs> that's what we think. Well, right? here's what I'd say. I was listening to someone today, a New Testament scholar who happens to be Jewish. She's a doctor at Vanderbilt. New Testament scholar, but not a believer. And uh, she said, you know, Jesus is, someone said, how are you not a believer? And you're just, you just quoted me, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. She said, because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the one that makes the way, not you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it was funny. It was a funny conversation, man. It was sparky. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, he, he's the way. Mm. He's the one that says I'm righteous or I'm not righteous. Mm-hmm. He's the one, you know. And she was given, acknowledging that space, right? Yeah. Uh, which is super challenging, a little, you know, interesting at best and really knocks you off your horse <laughs> yeah. uh, the other way. And and the work of Christ, which we're about to hit next week, will be, you know, Saul on his horse, literally knocked into the dust of the road, blinded, and he asks, who are you, Lord? Mm-hmm. And the Lord answers, I'm Jesus. Yeah, they're hot. You don't think Jesus is capable of like stepping into the space, yeah. right, and doing the work? Mm-hmm. And what a privilege! Uh, what a privilege to partner with Him. Mm-hmm. Well, dear friends, there's so much more. Yeah, but we're out of I time. I love Acts. Yeah, we're out of time. Let's pray before we before we go. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll lead us out. Lord, thank you for this uh, encouragement, mm-hmm. and I'll spell that I N. Courage. Thank you for putting that in us. Thank you for putting it in us by the power of your spirit. Um, we would love for you to increase, and we would love to decrease. 
And we would love to see you do your work with signs and healing and wonders that point to you and your name. I'm sure sometimes, me included, all of us here probably, we, we love to be validated. But right now with the clarity of the scripture, we are very happy to let you be seen. Yeah. And we, we not be seen. We pray that would be so. Uh, it would be fulfilled. And that by the power of the name of Jesus, just as these guys prayed so many hundreds of years ago, people would find you and be resurrected as you are resurrected and restored and renewed and healed and delivered from whatever the ailment and whatever the bondage and whatever even the pain and the loss. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Thank you for the courage you give us. Thank you for the baptism and power and outpouring and filling of the Holy Spirit. And we hope to walk in it. And we thank you for the gift that you give us and the promise. Uh, give us your courage. We ask that in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thanks a lot, everyone, for joining us this week. Appreciate you hanging in there with us, reading through the Gospels and now the book of Acts. So I uh, hope you get a chance to hit chapter four today, finish up five, six this weekend, and uh, we will look forward to seeing you next week. Take care.